Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Thank you. Um, as you're worshiping, I want you to understand that healing is happening. Be seated. Be seated. Um, Shema, is that a board? The board and the marker. Okay. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23. So today, what I'm about to share with you, I think is one of the things when I came into, it became a defining concept for Christianity. There is never a day in my life I have felt powerless. Like even in the worst day, I have never felt powerless. There has never been a day in my life I didn't feel like I didn't have abundance. I always, I wake up in the consciousness of the fact that I have everything in God. And guess what? There's a bit of a testimony, right? And I was telling Busai about a testimony during the lockdown period. Now, last year for us in the, com- in the company that I run was tough. It was a tough year. Then came the lockdown, the COVID-19 lockdown. That's fine. Guess what? It's the best year ever. Like, and I need you to know, the storms are not against you. You have an advantage in a storm. So long as you're connected to God, the storms are not taking you out. Guess what? The plagues were visiting Egypt. But the Israelites knew who they were because they were of a different covenant. And that covenant that kept them is inferior to the covenant that we now have. Because it was law that kept them. Grace keeps us now. And yet, they were not able to lose anyone because the blood kept speaking. There are only two blood covenants in the world today. The first blood that touched the earth was the blood of Abel. That blood was the first blood that touched the earth. And that blood has been speaking. If you know your Bible, the Bible made reference to that blood. The blood of Abel was always speaking about what? Condemnation, vengeance. Right? He was calling for vengeance. And if you don't know, most of the occultic practices people use, they tie to that blood covenant. So that is a blood covenant. The blood of an innocent man kept speaking for vengeance. But the second blood of an innocent man has been speaking for your redemption. So guess what? There are two blood covenants. And the one you have, which is the blood of Jesus, is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. So you wake up every morning. The blood is speaking. That's my daughter. She has the seal of the Holy Spirit. COVID missiles are flying around. You have the seal of the Holy Spirit. Everything is going around you. You are rooted and planted in God. But guess what? Many times we don't even know that everything that has happened in your life, I'll say this, everything that has happened in your life, may I shock you? They didn't happen to you. They happened through you. And today, if you don't know how to use the power of God deposited in you, you miscreate things around your life without being deliberate. There is a dimension of man called the subconscious, where some things are in the man that he doesn't even know. And that is actually always attracting things in your life. So you want good things, but you don't seem to be attracting good things. There is a mismatch there. God has called you to have abundance, but your subconscious has a sense of lack. Scarcity is driving your strategy. You will not come into the fullness and awareness of who you are in God. But you must understand the composite of man. So we're talking about power. But the reality is that power is something that man has by virtue of what he carries. Now, there are three dimensions to man. First, Thessalonians. Please track with me, multimedia guys. I receive, I release grace upon ye. Right? So first, Thessalonians 5 verse 23. I know you, you, if you've been raised in church, you will understand these three dimensions of man. Now, there are different theories, right? There are some people that actually claim that man is body and soul. There is no spirit. There is a, there is a group like that. 
There are some people that claim that man is just um, soul and uh, man is there's a spirit. So there's body, soul, and spirit. Now this particular scripture, First Corinthians, First Thessalonians five verse twenty three, gave us the clue. So if ever you are in doubt how what how you're wired or how you're composed, you see them. If you're wired, if you know how you're wired, how you're composed. Okay, let me go to my own so that I don't have to rely on media. I guess they'll, they'll get it right in a bit. Sometimes technology, you know, man proposes, technology disposes. If anybody is there, so you can make it faster for us, you can read. Okay. Completely holy, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearance Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. Now keep this track. Track with me on this one. If the soul and the spirit is actually one entity, I'm sure he would have said body and soul. He probably would not have mentioned that. If you know English, when you mention them like body, soul, and spirit, there's a distinction between the soul and the spirit. So there is actually a distinction between the soul and the spirit. So here goes. I'll, I'll put it here. Uh, this is your body. This is your soul. And here is your spirit. Now, all three dimensions of you are important in understanding how you live in power and how you work in dominion. Your body is actually given to you for consciousness of environment. So the way your body processes, your body processes things from the five senses, sight, smell. So many people live in this dimension of body. They feel it, it's true. They don't feel it, Holy Spirit, no day. Then they come into a dimension, they, they are hungry, they eat. There's no delayed gratification. Signals in their spirit is saying, today is a fast day. But this body is saying, yeah, we'll, I'm not going on that journey with you. So keep it in mind. Your body is given for environment to connect in your body. Your, your soul is actually the part of you that contains the five compositions in your soul. If you're writing, please, I'll mention them so you can capture them. There are five dimensions, five compositions in your soul. Your soul has the intellect. Your soul has your will. Your soul has the emotion. Your soul has the mind. And your soul has the imagination. Right? I'll put the five categories together. Hope, I hope we got to five right? There is the mind, there is the will, there is the intellect, there is the emotion, and there is the imagination, right? Some people dimension it to four. Some dimension it to three, but they will say the mind and the intellect is one, but that's nomenclature. Just keep it that. You can, you can merge it or you cannot merge it. It's okay. Now, how did this come about? The spirit has a different origin from your soul. Now, there, there's something I would ask the question. I'll ask you, are you your soul? Or are you your spirit? There was this, I think who said that thing? There was this um, um, ancient theologian who said, I am a spirit having a human experience. That I'm not a human being having a spiritual moment when I show up in church. But rather, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. So what he started to do was to redefine himself away from the soul. Because your soul is your default consciousness. So when you wake up, this is actually where you are. This is what you are. Your soul is what you are. But your spirit is actually who you are. So we'll track what that distinction is. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 down to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. So they all have different origin. And if you want to understand power, crack this thing. You will never feel powerless ever in your life. So I want to reduce the time of call to pray for somebody. Because you now know you carry power and you can lay hands on the circumstances around you and they will change. Now, Edith, are we on track? 
Okay, Marco. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like ourselves. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. No, don't pause, pause. We ain't moving that fast. Now, if you know much about the tribe, we visit this place quite a bit because there are two important plank of theology that exist here. And if you don't understand two plank, you would basically struggle to even do life with us. I'll pull out the two plank. The first thing you and I must see here, then God said, let us. What we discovered there is that God has three in one. So that is the doctrine of Trinity is embedded here. And I'll explain how doctrine of Trinity is very different from Unitarian. Unitarian theology tells you that it's actually one God, one person. Right? And the Muslims believe in one God, one person. But we believe in one God, three persons. So this is the plank of the doctrine of Trinity. God said, let us make man. God did not say, let me make man. Because me there would have mean that there was one entity functioning. So we know through scriptures corresponding with scripture that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three in one, coexisting in one dimension. Now when you start with that revelation, it changes everything. I need four volunteers. Jeffy, Soja, Shop. Let's pull. Um, Ife. Where's Ife? Ife, come, 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 come. Manolo, join the... No, Ife, stay there, stay there. No, no, come here. Now, here is something you must not forget. When you start here, so there are two theologies in Christianity. And if you don't know what I'm going to fight, you would wonder, what, why are we fighting? It's, there's actually an underlying plank that fits into everything else. So this is the foundation upon which you build your entire doctrine. Now, I start with this guy. This guy actually, there's, there, there's a picture of God as a unipolar God or Unitarian. So he says, let me make man in my image. So he makes man, Elecom, please. Thou art man. All right. So, man, you know, today we're on camera. The thing, we are going to try Elvis. Because, you know, we move around quite a bit. So, Ele is man. Now, God has made man, right? But guess what played out here? The way this man made God, there is a separation between him and Ele. And in the way that he made man, he made man and then he started to, the idea is that now he can love man. But this establishment has an inherent thinking of separation. So, in this understanding, man was created, but there is a dimension here that you will miss when you get into this picture. Now, this is, ah, we're not supposed to hold hands, so, but hands are sanctified. Now, the thing is that we're supposed to sort of like, I wanted you guys to form like a circle. Can you hold shoulders? Okay, yeah, let's, let's try that. Let's try that. It's even closer than hand. <laughs> but, but it's okay now. This is actually a picture. In the Greek, in the Hebrew understanding of the Trinity, they call this the circle of love. And they call this perichoresis. In fact, the real picture or the real revelation of this is that this Trinitarian element, they are in a divine dance. So you're supposed to be turning around. You turn around for a second. Okay, not so fast. It's all right. So, but they are actually in a divine dance. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what actually the bond between these two, the bond here and the bond here is actually love. Now, this love forever expands to accommodate all of humanity. 
This love is the circumference of which is everywhere. The center is nowhere. This is what Paul was talking about when he said, that's what can separate us from the love. He spoke about the, the width, spoke about the depths, he spoke about the okay, breadth, spoke about the length. The length of the love has no boundaries. So this love forever expands to accommodate sons and daughters. This love has an ever-expanding flow. But the interesting part is they are in a self-giving relationship with one another. The father is constantly loving the son. The son is constantly loving the, father, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is constantly loving the father. So they are called self-giving, radical, sacrificial love. The love is incapable of existing for self. The love is always seeking to express and give. Now, it is in this flow man was conceived. So it was, this is the picture of us. When he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, this was where he decided to make man. Transition. Now, because of the realities of our time, she cannot exist in the midst of them all. <laughs> but allow us, allow your imagination to accommodate her in the middle. So, Eli actually existed in the middle. Now, love, if you look at Ephesians, let's look at Ephesians 1 verse 4. TPT, please, if you can. Ephesians, okay, somebody read TPT, but it's so, it's so interesting how this place came about. I think I'll pull it from my own stuff. So, Eli, you're in the midst of love. It was out of love that they created. Let's see. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. That even before there was, a, there was anything laid down on the earth, God loved us and then made up his mind to choose you to exist in love. Have I wondered why all the titles, most titles of all the movies you've watched, the books you've read, at least I read a few in my lifetime, and the songs we listen to, it's either looking for love, love lost, love found, love at first sight, at no sight, reclaimed, Right, so what is, what, is the, what is the dimension of the human heart that is seeking to find and experience love? He came from that. The heart of man is crying from something that is God. This is his source. So he said, if there, was, if there is any word called the fourth person of the Trinity, she will carry that title. But the Bible didn't give us such titles. All right, yeah. This is a, the, 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 the possibilities are now reduced. Right. But think about it. Even before the, he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. This is where you began. Now, let me tell you everything else. Once you begin in this place, this is what they call union life. That you were already planted in God in your creation. That this is the source from which you came. That this is home to which you will return. So, this is what it were referring to. I'll tell you where this man is on this board. But you came from something called eternal love. And you will return to eternal love at the end of the day. Now, let's look at Genesis 2-7. And I will track this man. So, don't forget, he said, let us make man in our image. And God was speaking of the spirit of man. Because the spirit of man is that which is made in the image of God. Right? Genesis 2-7. Then the Lord formed man from the ground. From man from the dust of the ground. He breathed in the breath of life into man's nostril. And the man became a living person. Now, this is actually where you find the distinction. When God breathed, Jeremiah 1 verse 5, what did, what did he say? Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew thee. This was where he was talking about. You did not begin when you were born. You always existed in the Father. Your birth date is not the, exist, is not the definition of who you are. 
So even if you were raped, abused, molested, abandoned in your time on earth, there is a history to which you belong that is superior to every account and every event and every experience you've lived on earth. Choose your, your start. If your start is when you were born, the flaws of your father, the limitations of environments, the disaster of a country that has not gotten it together will be playing out in your story. So choose your start. Your start is in the father. But guess what? He then formed man out of the dust of the earth. Now we're entering into the dimension of creation. So he formed man. Guess what? Genesis 1.26 was they created. Now, after creating the spirit, there was something he said to the spirit. He created the spirit to live in him. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. So what God wired into it, the spirit has a functional element called the image of God that is wired with dominion. The function of the spirit is for dominion. Everything in you that is crying to experience life is God. But I'll tell you what this is. The spirit is, is going to radically change your definition of yourself. Now, there's a soul. Once the spirit, God breathed something, God formed man from the dust of the earth. That formation is called the flesh of man. And God breathed into man and man became a living being. So the second theology in Genesis 1 verse 1, we say the doctrine of the Trinity and then the doctrine of Imago Dei. Imago Dei is that man has the image of God. It's not Christians have the image of God. Every human being is made and fashioned in the image of God. Now, let me tell you one of the tensions that is going on in America. You know, the entire civil rights movement and human rights movement began with Imago Dei. They realize that we are all made in the image and likeness of God, so there can be no superior and inferior race. There is no, not because you have more money and now more inferior. No, respect this man because you are respecting the image of God in the man. Now, the way they define this thing is saying it's no longer the image of God. Let's move away from Bible. So the image of God is not going to be the base upon which we determine your humanity. It's going to be your capacity for rationality. Now, what that means is that sometimes when they have to make a decision about an unborn child, some people will vote on the basis that the unborn child has no rationality. It's not about whether they are medical conditions now. Some people's, they will, they will, some votes will increase because they will say, he's a fetus, he is not rational. But so is my, seven, my, my 10 months old son. He's yet to be rational. So are some mentally ones, right? That your mentality is not adjusted, doesn't take away your imago dei. So the way, and it was Aristotle that messed up that thing, that guy. The guy actually said the weak, avoid the weak. He actually said it's actually nature that some are made strong and some are made weak. Right, it's nature. And then the point is that the, the, the circle of justice started to reduce because to the strong, I will, I will abide. So the, the third laws of, what eight laws of power says, avoid the unlucky and unhappy. The weak is not for you. So if you are weak, you're tormented. Strength was the order of the day. So that was actually how they started with. Now, once you understand that everyone is made in the image of God, your circle of love will expand to accommodate, no matter how different you are, whether you don't like their sexuality, they're made in the image of God. Whether you don't like their own preferences, they're made in the image of God. That puts a different spin to it. You may not accept or endorse, but you can respectfully disagree. But sometimes we become militant, radical, and borderline insensitive without empathy and love, because somewhere down the line, we think that we are superior to people. That they differ with you doesn't make them demons. If you think they are demons, you attract them. You attract that element. Now, guys, I think we are just about done. But Genesis 2 verse 7, 
Clap for them, please. Clap for them. Then we are there with them. So when he breathed into man, so in, 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 in the Greek word, they call this, um, this is called nephish. The body, um, this is called psych, and this is called pneuma. Now, guess what? When God, when God actually, in 2-7, God breathed into man, a man became a living soul. The Bible calls his living soul. So the soul came about when the spirit came into life. But don't forget what is powered here, that the spirit has been given dominion. The spirit has been given power. Subdue the earth. Replenish it. So my question to you every day you wake up, you've been given a power within you to subdue. What it means is that your environment cannot define you because you're meant to subdue any negative environment. You and I were placed here to become an expression of God. This thing, when God breathed into man, I've said it before in one of the in officer's mess, God did not breathe air. You know, we think that God breathed air into man. No, what God breathed here is called roar. It's roar, aru. A-U-C-H. And that is called spirit. So the word imago dei, or image of God, has three meanings. One of the words is called carved out. Another translation says made in the form, shadow, or photocopy. And the other one says made in the function. Whether it is form or function or carved out, they're all powerful. So let's not even argue whether it is form, function, the image of God has function. It has form. It is carved. So let's settle on that one. Now, my point is, when God said you are made in the spirit, that spirit God dropped in you. Let's look at Isaiah 51 verse 1. That is what that spirit is. Now, he did, like I said, the, the, the word means, bar, bar, uh, means carved. It means carved out. Now, Isaiah 51 verse 1. Let's see the, the understanding of the carve. What did God carve? Was the spirit just a... Or something else. Mark, are we there? Now listen to me. All who hope for deliverance. All who seek the Lord. He said what? Consider the rock from which you were caught. Now God is revealed as the rock of our salvation. And here it says, consider the rock from which you were caught. What he's actually saying is that you are from the Father. What God dropped in you was not air. was a deposit of himself. It's one of the revelations is incarnation of his life in flesh. So literally what he did was God caught a portion of himself, called the ruah, and he put it inside. And that life gave life to you. What it means is that you are not the temple in which God dwells. You are the very incarnation of his life in flesh. You are not the shell that carries the life. You are his life finding expression in flesh. Now, that is what it starts with. If you understand it, this one will unpack when you get home. So just chew on it. Every one of us is an individualization of God. We are all an expression of his divinity on earth. We are placed here on earth so that the world can experience our godness. Why would he tell you to subdue, dominate? That word is not for coward. How dare you settle for less? He said, do you know what dominate means? We've been going to war because, men, something in them is crying, but their soul is broken, so you cannot articulate it. Something is crying. I want to take over. I want to express. And the soul, this man is the problem of humanity because your soul is your self-consciousness. Your spirit is your God-consciousness. God-consciousness. Your soul is your self-consciousness. This is your environment, right? 
well, culture is inside self. But let me tell you the mystery of self. Your self-consciousness, self is a dynamic summation of memory. So what it is in psychology, we call it the autobiographical self. It is not a self that exists before you were born. It came about by your environment. So as you were born into a home where they like books, you sometimes will love or hate it. If you are born into a home where people love to read, have you seen a family where father is doctor, mother is doctor, first daughter is doctor? Yugi's father, Yugi's house is like that. Everybody was on the doctor lane, right? But my point is, everyone has an environment to which you were born. If they like book, you will like book. So that's why sometimes your father would say, I'm not sure you came from me. Because you broke the code. Everybody was doing book, you want to do business, right? So my point is, self is a summation of memory. Everything you've experienced on earth is contained in yourself. So self is not static, it's always changing. If you live in an environment of hate, you absorb hate and give hate. When you absorb hate, that hate, if I take you and put you in an environment of love, and over time you start to acquire love, you will not finally absorb love and give love. So you cannot be defined or limited by everything you've experienced. Your memory is here. Your events and everything you've lived for is here. Let me tell you what this is. This thing is always speaking. This is your default consciousness. So every day you wake up, this man, they talk. Let me tell you what this man says. This man is designed to be judgmental. This man is designed to condemn. This man is designed to undermine. He's designed to criticize. So 90%, the content of your conversation is always judging you, condemning you, or rejecting others. Now, this man is what it is. If you don't learn to live, if you live from this man, you will never live in freedom. This man here, have you seen people fighting on the road? Oga, do you know who I am? Who are you and what are you? Like, they're arguing. This man is speaking. I, I'll give you one example that might help. So when I was in, um, in Abuja, right? I think I've told this story before. There was a particular friend of mine that we used to meet at CDS. And there was this particular day, she didn't show up. And I was asking her, where are you? She said, I want you guys to miss me. Do you know, I didn't know I can also be scarce. So the next day I woke up, the next CDS week, there's CDS for those of you who haven't done it. Right? I'll just sort of like help you guys on that thing, right? So it's something we do like once a week. Uh, and um, so when you woke up that particular day, I just woke up. Yours truly, the voice in my head, the psyche spoke to me and said, Freddie, you have to be scarce. You know, be pure water. How would they not let them miss you? I just cover my head, sleep again. You understand? I just slept back. Do you know this voice has sent you to trouble? You have fought people because you think you are this man. You are not this man. You are not the thoughts. You are the awareness behind them. You are not the feelings. You are the spirit of God that interprets it for you. If this man interprets for you, this man, the first thing he will, he will judge. Some days learn to silence the voice of the soul and the voice of self because it's not always the true account of events. Some of you, your greatest tragedy is that because you think it, you think it is true. Your thoughts doesn't, that you are thinking it doesn't make it true. Your thoughts doesn't, doesn't truth make. There's this way we, Shakespearean, I don't know if I landed on that one. But think about it. There is a running commentary every day in your head. You wake up, the voice is telling you, you're condemned, you're less than what you are. That is the voice of the self that has been acquired over time through interaction with the environment. Guess what Christ did? Christ came, let's look at uh, Colossians 1, Colossians 1 verse 15 to 17. Now, Christ interrupted this pattern. This pattern has always been, every man that was born after Adam fell, started to live from his soul. In fact, 
the image that was actually this became disrupted. If you look at Genesis 5 verse 1, go and read it. Seth was born not in, Ad- in God's image anymore. Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. Go and check it. Seth was born. Let's read it. Genesis 5 verse 1. Seth was born in the image of Adam. But Adam was formed in the image of God. So what happened? Sin has caused about a break in the flow. Everything you do here oftentimes have to be interpreted through the power of the Holy Spirit that is now in you. If not, that's what spirituality is. Spirituality means coming alive in this man. But if this man is your dominion, you will live in fear, you live in bondage. This man is nothing, all that is in this man is a bundle of memory. And Romans 12 verse 2 told us, renew this mind so that this one can live. Renew the mind, renew it, put it to work with the scripture. The scripture is like water, it washes, it washes, it takes away all of those things. Which one? Five, Genesis 5 1. Yeah, let's look at it. Genesis 5 verse 1. It's not up. Genesis 5 verse 1. Toka, do you, are you with the mic? Okay. So you can read for us. Genesis 5 verse 1. I'll read. Now, when God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them, and he made them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a See what the Bible says. Adam had a son in his own in his own image, and he named him Seth. Did you come before or after Adam? Therein lies all the problem of your life. Those that came after Adam could not interpret appropriately the image of God that they carry. So Colossians 1 verse 15 to 7. I love scriptures. Scriptures have the answers to everything you need. So nobody, if, if it's for me, if I don't sit in scripture, I don't subscribe to it. Right? I don't subscribe to it. So Colossians, Colossians 1 verse 17. If you're there, you can read for us. 1 15 to 17. And the firstborn. No, start again, start again, start again. He is the divine huh? portrait. No, start from 14. Start from 14. For in the Son, all our sins are cancelled. Yeah. And we have the release of redemption through his very blood. Yeah. He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God, and the firstborn heir of all creation. For in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth. Mm. All that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it Mm. all exists through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. Amen. There's Colossians 3.10, but we can't read that one because we're running out of time. So put it there. Go and study. Guys, in this season, be a man of the word. Take these things and go and study them for yourself. But there are two dimensions in man. Man is both human and man is both divine. The humanity of man is found in his flesh, but the divinity of man is found in the spirit from which he came. So man came from God. Man was wired from God. So guess what? All of life, you have lived with humanity, but you've never unlocked your divinity. Divinity is realizing that you're connected to God. And I can show you again. I'm coming to close on that. So guess what? What I want you to take away from this meeting is one, 
you have two levels of existence, your humanity and your divinity. Can you try cracking into your divinity? Once you crack that, you cannot live an ordinary life. There is so much deposits, there is so much resources available to your divinity. Divinity is where you have unbroken creativity. Divinity is where you find revelation that can transcend time. Divinity means that you're constantly, we speak of divinity is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what it means is that Paul gave us a clear picture, Romans 8 verse 14. Paul said, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you. What he's saying, the same spirit that is the resurrection life is the same spirit that you have, not less. Men did wonders in the book of Acts. Why are you not doing wonders even now? Because you've been educated out of your divinity. All you have learned in time has been to reduce. You think, you think education has the answers? Come on. Professors are depressed. There are no answers. We, medicine, have cracked here. We've cracked it. You know, I, I, I was on that road for a bit. Interesting road. Boring. I said to love bones. Then I didn't know that we were supposed to deal with blood. Year two, they carried me to go and look at cadaver. I entered the, uh, the dead body. The joy of the Lord within me refused it. <laughs> I was a economics or psychology. See that kind of that the best you can do is go to biochemistry or go micro, but you have to stay around. I lie, yo. I, do you know, some people were playing with the dead body, they were cutting. I didn't process blood. Damn. So I entered there and I was like, I wanted, you know, I was an, I, I don't know, sir, confusion. But my mom had convinced me that medicine was going to work. I broke until now. And then most of them, as COVID came, things have changed. So at the end of the day, you, medicine has cracked body. A lot went there, a lot played with Do you know, we saw one day we're, we're cutting. I have some overzealous people. They will come at night to come and trace other people's nerve. So how we do it? We trace the nerve. So we tear into following nerves and then we're identifying it. Some people will do their own and come and do other people's. No, it is fun, but why would you love dead bodies like that? Then the worst part, you know, sometimes like, what if man wakes up? Oh, ah! But guess, then well, there was one particular day we saw bullets. Yeah, they saw bullets in the man. So this, the, my, my class said, ah, this one would have stolen you. You understand? And me, I was thinking, oh, Lord, this is not the journey. <laughs> right? But medicine has this place covered. Medicine has this place covered. Okay, medicine has a measure of this place covered. It's just that now therapists need therapy. The, the answers are not there. They don't even know. So they are doing, so now they are realizing that medication, the, answer, the best medication is meditation. So they're not realizing, okay, let the soul heal itself. So meditation is, don't be, we are so medicated. Any small thing, sleeping pill, sleeping kiniko, kiniko. This body that God wired has the answer. God put everything inside. But medicine has scratched here, so they will talk about psychology, psychiatry, but not completely. This one is a mystery <laughs> because it's not given to them that I'm mortal, just following. Eyes have not seen. So this particular one is the gift, is the advantage of a believer because you are now more conscious of who you are in God. And let me tell you what it is. When your spirit comes alive in God, you live in a flow. You live in a frequency. But are you dialing in? So the way I spoke about how you are connected to your source, when you connect 
world. Guess what? You become a partner for invasion of earth. When you are connected to God, you become you become an invader. So what it means is that every dream that you have doesn't quite come from you. They come through you. You are a channel for the divine. So the Trinity is seeking to love in the neighborhood. He will power you to love in that environment. So you become a channel for the world. When you know your union life, there is nothing this world needs to give you. This world, you know the thing that is worrying us? We are needing what we need. I don't know if you catch the drift. You are needing rent that has not come. Oh no, there is a wisdom. Because it's not, it's not safe now. You know, say Pastor Freddy said, don't be needing it. Follow the message. The message is saying that sometimes we get anxious over, okay, I'm like, amen, I need to get like 500k in my account so that I just know that I have peace. And it's shaking. If COVID goes seven months, seven months, I'm not going to break. You understand? So you're thinking safety. But you live in a sense of lack and scarcity when you do that. What you don't understand is in this world, if you know your source, if you are, your spirit is alive, you give to the world. You're not here to get love. You give love. You're not here to find joy. You, my friend, are a bundle of joy waiting to happen. Can you change the environment in which you live by unpacking the spiritual dimension that is inside of you? You guys, you're not here to take. You're here to contribute. God is the contributor in you seeking to give. You know what Jesus told them? Whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you've done unto me. How, but Jesus, you're not wearing, you know, where you wear slippers now. He said, no, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you've done unto me. What he did was, he's the image of that man seeking to be redeemed. God is about love and about reclaiming humanity. The image of God in you has been restored. And that image has power and potency. That image can change your company. It can change your environment. It can change your neighborhood. Turn on the switch. That image of God you carry is the answer. Now, do you know the challenge we now have? I'm writing one article that has not finished. God just started inspiring me about singleness. So the point is, many singles are looking for double. They want to jump into relationship. But let me tell you the tragedy in this. Eh? When you want to move from single into relationship, first thing first, know who you are in God. Let, let, let your oneness be established. Sin, you know what Christianity is? Union life, you're one with God now. What is separation? The day Christ is not the one that you're bonded with, you become bonded with something or somebody else. That is the definition of sin and is the definition of idolatry. An idol is finding our oneness in something that is not God. Our idol is finding, is finding, finding a, a, a significance because your union gives you identity. It gives you significance. It gives you esteem. When you bond with anything that is not your one, God is the only one that you can bond with and you're free to be you. Every one that you bond with, you become a slave. Let me tell you, let me tell you how, if you, find, if you, if you don't have oneness and you go into a relationship, you'll find oneness in that person. Now, if you have oneness with that person but you don't have oneness with God, the person is in trouble. You will kill him. You will kill that person with the weight of your, you will crush them with the weight of your expectation. The day they don't call you, trouble. They call you late, trouble. They call you too early, trouble. You see their call, your emotions are wild. 
You don't know whether to be angry or sad before you pick the call. That person is your idol. You have bonded with somebody. The day you bond with your job, rather than find your oneness with God, the day you see your boss's call and you have not submitted reports, you go under the table. Because everything that threatens that job threatens the core of who you are. The day you find oneness in pleasure, pleasure will take you to the ends of the earth, leave you high and dry like the prodigal son. And one day you realize what an empty cup. You test, you're never satisfied. The day you find oneness with sex, you will do all the orgies, go from here, go from here, and you will never be satisfied. Because the desire of your soul, the one that can satisfy your soul, is the only one. There is no counterfeit, there is no template. If you, what are we bonding with that is reducing the potency of our power? If you bond with the wrong things, you lose your power. Whatever you subscribe your image from, you outsource your happiness to. Well, someone write this to you know. Whatever you, you, you subscribe your image from, you outsource your happiness to. Your image is from God. Not anything you can wear or anything you can be. In a season of life where people are looking for relevance and significance, why do you post the things you post? Are you looking for affection? Are you looking for likes? Are you looking for comments? Are you just trying to be liked? It's too lame an idea. You don't need to seek like. You give likes. You are here to give approval, not to receive approval. You tell them you are approved of the Lord. I can touch because there's power. Right? So at the end of the day, many of us are living mundane lives, mediocre lives. You know what C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity? He said, there is no ordinary man. You, my friend, have reduced yourself to an ordinary man. Christ came to rescript it. He came to reprogram you. Christ in you is the new operating system. It's the new OS. You have a new OS, a new operating system that has positioned you in a God class. You create with your words. Everything that is happening to you is happening through you because God wired in you. The image of God you have has the capacity to create and has the capacity to attract. Job said something, that which I feared greatly has come upon me. Why was he creating it? The fear he had in him was actually attracting the destruction that he was seeking. If you know who you are, you will never allow any negative thoughts to take root in your life ever again. If you know who you are, you never settle for less than what you are. As we talk about power, I'm introducing you to your divinity. Live from your divinity, not, your, not just your humanity. Your humanity, you have lived it all. Like all we can find in humanity is more sex, more wine, more women, more money, more, 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 more. You will not be satisfied. The, the reward for work in humanity is more work. The reward for money is more money. Some rich cannot sleep because of fear of losing it. Those things have become security around your life when God is the ultimate security. You have abundance. There is nothing you need that you don't already have in you. Can you just realize that the definition of spirituality is not to seek power outside of you. It's to discover the one who is the power within you. Christ in you what? The hope of glory. Christ in you, wisdom. Christ in you, peace. Christ in you, righteousness. We understand Christ in us as a righteousness. But you haven't been able to scratch Christ in you as your creative energy. You understand Christ in you as your joy. But Christ in you is your abundance. You have all things in the Father. Would you just for a second realize that salvation, I know the way that salvation is also a problem. Because the way we carry salvation message, we carry salvation from separation. Our salvation was about the redemption of our humanity. Our humanity. But it did not scratch the surface of our divinity. 
True spirituality begins when you embrace yourself through the eyes of God. God calls you one with him. Jesus said in um, Psalms 82 verse 6 that ye are God's. But he was introducing us to something that was true of himself. He never for once thought himself separate from the Father. He almost got killed earlier than the cross. You know, they took it out because they told them, I am my father one. They, they tore their shirts. You know what he was saying? I am my father. When he said, I am my father one, he's talking about equality, shared nature. I know because you've done mathematics, you think equal, equal to. No, he was talking about shared nature. That is, if he's not in the father, he's not in me. I am my father one. Christ understood his origin. Your real paternity is not a do girl. Before you were an Edo girl, you were of the father. Your true origin is found in the Trinity. Find yourself in the embrace of their love. France, find yourself in the embrace of their love. Find yourself in the warmth of their acceptance. You can't, be, you can't bond yourself with anything and find meaning and healing. This COVID, people are creating things. People are birthing. Ministries are coming to the fore. Before you go, know him. Let the go, let your go be powered by a revelation of who you are in him so that that goal will not become your identity. Many people are running, but they are finding identity. Even pastors that find identity in ministry, over time they know they realize they've missed the plot. Your ministry is good, but if it's your source of meaning, validation, affirmation, you will become a tyrant. Anything that threatens you will get it out. No. Find who you are in him. At any point in time, one of the, for you to create a safe space, you have to be secured in Father's love. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you find things that can rattle and challenge you that you don't always understand. But let love power you. Let divinity be your image that drives you. You are not broken. You are whole. And that wholeness, I speak wholeness now. I just want us to close our eyes and pray. I don't know what is your own experience in life. Maybe you're dealing with a sense of underaccomplishment. You know you have so many potential. God has gifted you so many things, but you're not expressing them enough. The reality of that is that once you know who you are in him, God is the one seeking to express in you. God is the dream and the dreamer within you that is calling you to the great, great things of life. He will power and supply all that you need. You're a channel for the expression of his beauty. You're a channel of the expression of his love. God placed you here to love the world through you. And the world is waiting to encounter God in you. You, my friend, you are God's avenue on earth. You're God's dwelling place. His favorite dwelling place in that matter. How would you bond with anything? Porn has nothing on you. You have God's favorite dwelling place. Unforgiveness is a thought. Let it go. Stress is a thought. Let it go. The thought that you should think about is the thought of your oneness, your inclusion in the love and the beauty of the Father. <laughs> he has crafted you from the place of beauty. He adores you. He cherishes you. He has wired you with all that you need. Abundance is yours. Abundance is yours. Father, I want to just pray for anyone here who is really dealing with some traumas. And maybe yourself or your soul or your memory is one that keeps traumatizing you because you feel like you feel limited, you feel less. Today, open yourself to the healing of his grace and let his power flow through you. Just lift up your hands wherever you are if that's your prayer. That Father, my painful memories have tormented me, imprisoned me, reduced me, limited me. But today, I open myself to you. Abuse, yes. Molestation, we leave that stories. But today, leave Christ, not the story. <laughs> Those broken image of yourself, you will fix by revealing yourself, yourself in you. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
on the Tribe Lagos. God bless.